Hello and welcome to the Winners Never Quit podcast, all about mental resilience, embracing hardship, learning from it, all to build a winner's mindset, hosted by myself, Jack Jarvis. And if you could like, follow, subscribe to the podcast, I would really, really appreciate it. Today, I'm joined by ex-professional rugby player, George Cruz, who has over 200 senior appearances, 45 caps for England and represent the British and Irish Lions against New Zealand. In 2018, he co-founded 45, a CBD and wellness company, and he joins me now. George, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for doing this, bro. I really appreciate it. Ah, welcome. Welcome. So we start every pod the same. What, yep. How do you define winning in your life? Oh, like how, how cliche do you want to get? Um, I think... It's cliche as you want, mate. <laughs> it's cliche as you want. Um... Look for, for me, my, my the journey I've been on. Um, I think for me, winning is about obviously there has to be some like some tangible thing, but a lot of it is to do with like enjoying the journey because I'd maybe won a, a, a good number of trophies with through rugby, but like I've definitely learned the 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 further down you know the older I've got is if you're not enjoying that sort of the the year in the build up then the trophy in itself is only, what, a day in itself. You've got to really enjoy the build-up. So winning for me would be more of like a consistent uh, approach to enjoying creating memories and then accumulating in a, in some sort of a, a win, whether it's a trophy, whether it's a job, whether it's a, a bonus, whatever it is. I think that would be that would be how I see it. Um, I wouldn't, I would never, I'd never want to let myself, like say with business, I'd, I'd never want to let myself just be focused on the end goal of being in that win. Uh, of maybe selling for X or whatever it is. For me, it's like I've got to enjoy the journey, otherwise it's useless. I, I do think a lot of people, especially over COVID or or whatever, have realised that that's probably part of what needs to happen as well. Yeah, it's a fine line, I think, because you've got to be goal-driven, yeah. you know, like for you to be a professional role player or, you know, for 4-5 to get and sell this many units. Right? Mm. You've got to be goal-driven. But then also, if you become obsessed by that goal, you know, it happens a load with ocean rowers and you know maybe I was one and didn't realize till like day 20 that yeah. you know, hang on if you're so goal driven and, and something happens yeah. and you don't reach that goal you've just wasted mm. you know all that time so it's definitely a fine line to walk so let's start right from the beginning yeah. as someone that had a lot of enthusiasm and technical <laughs> ability mate I love speaking to like professional athletes yeah. tell me about your earliest memories of rugby but when you realized oh I'm actually pretty good at this this, yeah. could, this could be how I'm going to make a living um, that. It wouldn't be that early, to be honest. That that, that point there wouldn't be that early. It would have been eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. Like it, it really would have been after I've been in my first contract for a good year. Then I thought, right, actually, I probably probably really good enough to do this. Yeah, because like, well, people people. There's lots of ways you can skin it, but I went from playing like social rugby hard for until I was eighteen, and then I got a trial just off the back of a. A contact that knew someone at, at Saracens uh, when when I was leaving school and I went there for a week and then I ended up cutting my knee open here and as a result they were like right we'll, go, we'll get you back to fitness but in that period I probably stayed another two months and then they saw okay well he's actually he's improving here here and here and probably got the basis of like being someone who could work hard basically so um, in terms of yeah in terms of did I think I could make it at a certain point it was yeah it was it was very much social rugby, sort of following yeah. my brother into into rugby, seeing all the the accolades and the, you know the praise and the the you know what, what, as what you do with competitive brothers, yeah. um, you kind of try and top each other, and I think probably push that one a little bit too far. <laughs> Do 
did did he end up playing professional rugby? Or uh, no, he didn't. Like he's he's no, he didn't. But he's super active. Like he's very well built in terms of you know he's well balanced. Did lots of gymnasts, all that sort of stuff. But he's he is um he's quite gifted in terms of being sporty. But uh, yeah, he just he didn't push down that that rugby route. You touched touched on it there. Would you say your work ethic is something that? Because straight away, you, you, how you described yourself, you said, yeah, I, I had a good work ethic, I worked hard. Yeah. And you described your brother as very talented. Would you say that is something that you had to do because maybe you didn't have as much talent as your brother? Um, nah, he, he graphs hard as well. Yeah, but yeah. like, I, I think I've definitely in my position where I've got to, or where I got to, um, yeah, that, that that is all about working working hard. Like, it's it is, it's... Like I'm in a bit of a dog position, that second row where it's yeah, like you're, yeah, you're yeah. clearing up other people's mess. You're just trying to like you. You got to push in unseen places. You, you you can only really be good if you're willing to like step up and work hard, especially in the in the, I guess the the shadows as, as such. So um, yeah, everything I've done has always been about trying to just be as as, as hard working. And I do think in life, like if obviously if you want to be world class, then you know you got to be extremely talented and and have that ability to work hard. But I think you can be very fucking good and you can get very far. You just don't have to be a Warren Buffett or whatever, yeah, or, yeah. Elon Musk or a Michael Jordan. Like You can be unbelievably good and be highly successful if you are just willing to graft pretty hard. And that's that's one thing I, I think probably is overlooked in a lot of areas. Like a lot of people, that nature versus nurture or talent versus you know hard work type concept. Yeah. Where, if you're willing to just do a bit of grunt work for a long enough period of time consistently, yeah, you're going to be pretty all right, I think. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think you always see, and you, you know, you hear like Goggins and that, was like, you know, and uh, like C.T. Fletcher, that, you know, don't find the easy way, find the hard way. Yeah. Everyone's now looking for a life hack. Yeah. You know, try oh, yeah. Too right. I'm sure you've seen it with business and, mm. you know, and, and it must be frustrating for people like yourself. It was just talented. Yeah, is, yeah. is that some of the greats on you? Because I'm a big believer in, I always thought, oh, I'd never really nat- much natural talent. But then I looked and I actually analysed my childhood. Mm. I didn't practice enough. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah. Well, it's that, uh, who writes it? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's the 10,000 hours or whatever. Yeah, bounce. The yeah, book. bounce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's like, but it's, it's like, it's a pretty simple way of viewing it, but it, it's it's got to count pretty much for, for heaps of it. You know, like, are you willing to work hard enough and be somewhat smart enough and also have luck and things like that? Because, you know, the amount of people who are, oh, I blew my knee out and, you know, I would have been this. There's a lot of bullshitters, but also yeah. there are genuine people I can think of, like a few players, you know, heaps of players actually who could, who would have been England internationals, like a lad like Will Fraser. He, he probably picked up 10 injuries on the bounce, just ridiculous injuries. Yeah. Injuries which people were like, physios from all around the land were coming and going like bloody hell let's have a look at this and like study this because he, he blew a lat out or something in a way which no one's ever done before yeah. it's just like so anyway what I'm saying is yeah you can be lucky but I do think a lot of it is is hard work what was that first professional cap like when you walked out in front of that crowd what was mm. that feeling as well what were those early years like at Harry's like as a young lad doing what you love and getting paid and getting pretty good money Pretty good money. I was on five grand for my first year. Yeah. So, uh, and I'd started at the bottom at Dorking of the M25. I'd drive up to the top train and then I'd drive round train at Barking and then I'd do the the last <laughs> quarter. And I was getting paid 5K and some petrol money. <laughs> and because I was doing so many miles, yeah. I was actually getting paid more than some of the academy lads who had been there for two or three years. Yeah. But um, yeah, so like there's, there's obviously all those sort of things which kind of, you know, pass by you when you are 
older and you're getting decent, a, more, a, a better contract. Yeah. But um, yeah, what was it like? It was it was good. It was fun. Like I've all I've all I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed my career. Uh, I could definitely do it a couple more years. I think for me, like I said, part of it is about memories, journey, trying to um, trying to pack as much in. But yeah, enjoyed it. I thought first couple of years I was really like a project player. So yeah. like whereas people have been in the the uh, academies since maybe 13, 14, like your Owen Fowles, Jamie Georges. I'd just come in at 18 and I was like skinny and I was crap. So yeah. basically like <laughs> they stuffed me in a gym and just like force fed me for a year and I put on like two and a half stone. Yeah. And then that's, all I was doing was like skills and, and learning like my body, learning how to run properly, all those sort of things, which unless you've been in an academy where someone's, you know, it was the first time I'd done weight training type stuff. You know, so that was... Interesting in a, in a straight, like sorting my body out, but I could do that. I could focus on myself. I could, you know, I could see improvements. So when you're seeing improvements of weight or um, lifting weight or fitness or skill improvement, like it's yeah, it's pretty contagious. And we were lucky with a group. We had maybe um, five, about seven players, which kind of was the backbone of like that Saris team for the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, and, and like a lot of them end up, you know, like Owen, like, Jamie George, Jackson Ray, Will Fraser. There was a lot, a lot, which kind of, we definitely had a, we started to a lot of bounce off each other and yeah, really, yeah. like really drive each other. Yeah. And I think that was quite important. Um, especially as, like I said, being one who was, who could work hard, but was, wasn't, wasn't great talent likewise. Mm. Uh, I think it was pretty useful, but yeah. And then you get like your first start, you're in a, in a, like a uh, academy type game. You, you might, you get first start in a, what you call like a FA Cup game. Yeah. Um, you get your premiership start, European start. So there's like a, I, I pr pretty much did do a, like a steady, steady climb up. It yeah. wasn't like, maybe like a Maratoji jump on the scene and he's, you know, already playing um, international straight away type stuff. Yeah. Like it was a steady progression and, and that's probably the route which, you know, if you're more of a me type player where you have to work hard, to, to improve yeah um, that's that's I, I think it reflect a lot of people in you know your your business your you know yeah in, in your military and, and so on like you just someone chipping away really yeah yeah no i know all about chipping away 111 days at sea <laughs> mate um <laughs> yeah. you touched on marotoji there right is i heard a story <laughs> is it true his his dad was like no he's not playing rugby like um he, he, i think yeah, i think they wanted him to do some you know some academic stuff but I mean, you've got a man there who works hard on and off field. So is, you know, he, he he's smart. He's yeah, a smart yeah, man. Yeah. He works hard. Like he, he deserves everything he gets good wise. Like yeah. he's, he's a good man. Yeah. Really no, good. I didn't know if that was true. I heard his dad was like, no, yeah. no, but you get, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you get, you get lots of people trying to push that way. Um, I know a couple of guys who are kind of, I'm in an iron weather turned down Cambridge and those sort of things. And, you know, some have gone and done Cambridge and then put themselves back on loan to Saris or, yeah. or, or clubs like that and then post them finishing that degree but a good club now will and and still not many do but a good club will make sure there's time you know and if you need to miss training so like with Saris I had to miss you know some afternoons trainings to then go to do uni and yeah. so on like they, they see the benefit and the value in that yeah, yeah. so a good, a good club would, would promote that awesome when was your first England call up what was that moment like did you see it coming or was it out the blue how did it happen yeah, it's it's always this bit of like flirting games with like coaches, like the head coach. So back then would have been Stuart Lancaster. Would 
we'd be like asking questions about the player and then the players coach so like Mark McCall at Sarah's would be like so what's like asking you questions and like, and yeah. like giving you little like tips uh, tidbits around like okay well this is what they're looking for type thing but I think I was down to maybe go for the tour summer tour New Zealand in 2014 or 13 but I did my knee so they, they were basically after like they were they were asking questions about you type thing and then in 2014 autumn I got a cap against New Zealand yeah yeah what, what was that like yeah I come off the bench shot out the line gave a two on one they scored <laughs> lost us the game <laughs> it's all fun and games isn't it that is literally what happened. We were up, we were up maybe I don't know, ten, ten. Funny, or mate. Just before, obviously, before we start, I said, "Mate, I won't put, no awkward questions. Like, I want, I want you to feel good and enjoy it." And I'm like, oh, "I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's more, mate. There'll be plenty more that come out." But um, now nah, it was like, but you know, also you, you got the elation of playing your first cap and so yeah. on. But um, yeah, it was it was brilliant. I think that the the thing for me, like what I said, is it is about for me. It is that journey. It's the memories and sort of like. Being able to have a load of stuff that you can look back and go, fuck, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah. And and part of that, obviously, is the family thing, the friends thing. Uh, but I think a, a brilliant thing about rugby is that, like, say, World Cup final in Japan, I'd had 20-odd mates who had, you know, who had come over to watch yeah. or family. And that's, like, that's given 20 people an opportunity to do something that they'd never – no one ever goes to Japan. I don't know why. But yeah. it's a brilliant country, and they should do. Yeah. But, like, it gave I've seen, them, I've seen that on the Instagram. You were like, yeah. if it – on your bucket list. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Hundred, I, I, I'm blown away by it. It's an awesome country. Um, but, but yeah, I, th- I think you know, that's given that many people an excuse to go over, experience something bigger than what is just, you know, us playing a game of rugby. But yeah, I, I love that. I, I really, really like that about that, about sport in general. Yeah. Um, but also about, you know, the, the career I've had. That was the 2019. Yeah. We'll talk about, we'll talk about the final in a minute, but what was mm. that whole World Cup experience like? Because, as a fan, and I'll admit, I'm a casual rugby fan. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, up until the final. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will show you a picture of me in a minute. So, mate, me, me and my mate. Uh, so, obviously, it was first thing, and uh, it was his like girlfriend's birthday, and he was, mm. like, and we're like, right, mate, rugby. We'll get our face painted. We'll booze up, yeah, like, yeah. and we'll just it'll just be such a like really good day. It was pissing down of like fucking November. Yeah, yeah face yeah. painted. And you go in at half time and it's just like not working out for us yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets to, you know, sort of like 75. Yeah. And when you sat there, mate, as a, you know, like a 23 year old with your face painted. <laughs> <laughs> Streaking. Yeah, from, yeah, literally. From the November. And it just puts rain. that. Yeah, li- I think we, were like, we had like two pints and we were like, we're not going on all day now, are we? No, no, I'll, <sighs> just, I'll just see you later for, for the birthday <laughs> party. Yeah. yeah what was sorry So, about that. mate, don't apologise. What was the tournament like mm. before the final? Uh, brilliant tournament. I, like, I think off. Off the back of the 2015 World Cup in in England, yeah, Jesus. You know, we, we bombed out hard there, and I think I think there was like it definitely was a, a growing phase, like um, the the players we had and the systems and so on. It, like they'd done a lot of work. Say Stuart Lang has done a lot of work to, sorry. But 2019, I think um, like we'd done a lot of that work. We'd we'd won a lot. Mm. You know, our percentage win rates were pretty high. Uh, but also we'd lost some pretty big games as well, uh, so we'd had the the highs and the lows to to learn from. Uh, but the, yeah, I think the the actual tournament itself uh, brilliant. We did a lot around um, sort of bit openness before, so honest conversations. Yeah. Uh, so before, you know, we had 
uh, a good number of pretty deep, honest conversations with people, and that you know that left some people pretty vulnerable, and therefore there were, you know, on some socials there were bits which ended up with a couple of players leaving the camp and so on. So, like it, it, it definitely gelled us a lot. Like we we allowed ourselves to take feedback a bit better and so on. Um, and and I say that because that I think was the building blocks for what was a pretty like a really good time. Like the whole the whole journey, the whole very well planned, very well executed. Um, like I don't think many of the players have been to Japan. It was like a you know quite a big sensory overload on a lot of different stuff as well. So they had a good balance of focusing on uh, training on on the games, but also like the the deload and the sort of yeah. recovery aspect. Um, yeah, and I think building up obviously the, uh, the the New Zealand game was was phenomenal. Yeah, um, it was. It yeah, was class. A, a proper game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, obviously like. South Africa very in, in high pressure situations a good simple game plan can work and they're like the geniuses of uh, of a good simple game plan you know big big players run hard scrum hard you know they, 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 they run that game plan very well and I think it was probably just the game plan and the, and, and the sort of nerves I think got to the got to the, the group like I said mate I'm I'm a casual fan but <laughs> yeah. you know when yeah. like Sinclair went off like what within the first five minutes yeah, knocked out in the first minutes. Yeah. So even those sort of things, and you know you're in for a long scrum day when you've got a, a, a team, South Africa ran a 6-2 bench, so six forwards on the bench and two backs. Yeah. A traditional play is a 5-3, so yeah. five forwards, three backs. So they stacked up their forwards, basically going, right, we're going to try and grind them down and bully them. Uh, and they they did a really good job and played, played off the back of that. So once yeah. they've got the advantage, once they've got the penalty then they just start running running right and, and and I think that's yeah they did they they played the right game the right game plan and and, and beat us on that don't ever apologize mate like <laughs> they, what what I thought of them, mate it was uh, it was really yeah. good no it was good and like you said there you had that sort of the highest New Zealand game then the then the final but mm. what was one of the um you know toughest what was tougher maybe losing in the final or, or the way you went out in 2015 oh definitely losing the final because it's, it's there you know it's it's there it's like You've got some like that, that. The mindset of some in life would be like, you know, like even getting to the final and losing is that's that's a loss. And yeah. I, I do kind of lean towards that, you know, like. But I think when you have a bit of time to to reflect, like the whole journey, uh, and and then that leading me to go right. Actually, this place I love it. I'm gonna go spend. I'm gonna get my agent to to get me a contract here. Like yeah. that whole journey aspect is you know, it is brilliant. So yeah, I'd say the. The Japan one was was tougher to take because, like I said, it, it was there. Um, it's there for the taking, and um, but also, yeah, yeah, I'd say that one. Yeah, it's tougher to take. It's, it's, to take, yeah. yeah, it's funny, like from you who lived it, you know, because like I said, again, like the casual fan, the armchair fan, yeah. would be like, oh god, like crap, going out like yeah, yeah. never kicked a ball, do you know what I mean, down yeah, the local yeah. park in 2015, but straight yeah. away. People are, like, oh. yeah, yeah, but yeah. but to have it so close, yeah, and I can sort of draw parallels. The most emotional part of my row was the last thirty six hours. Yeah, it was so close, and you're like, imagine if I, I fail now. Yeah, 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 you know, I've got to redo all that hundred yeah. hundred eleven days. So you touched on there your Panasonic nights that mm -hmm. you joined. Yeah, from Japan, what was that like? Because up until probably the World Cup in Japan, mm. people would not associate the game of rugby. Yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at all. So, how was that? And and you went. Did you unbeaten that season? 
we didn't lose a game when we were out there. Yeah. Which, which was unbelievable. Well, you go out there, you didn't lose a game. <laughs> hey, I'm the best player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, it's, um, it's tough because cause I, I I'd planned that when I was 27. I'd planned going abroad um, and I'd spoke to like people like Eddie Jones to help me get that all in place. Mm. Uh, and then Saracens got done for a salary cap um, investigation and like they got relegated and then that made me think okay well actually should I stay should I stick around and, and you know cause heavily part involved with everything there yeah. uh, for, for 10 years or so so uh, it was a big it was a big decision and also like I was still getting picked for England like I was you know it was a, it was a bold time to do something different but yeah. I was um, yeah and that's like that that leap of sort of faith or whatever and because I know people had been to Japan and not enjoyed it and I know people had been to Japan and really enjoyed it so I think it is um it was based around I did a lot of research around what club basically you ought to get the right there's probably four decent clubs there which you can have a really good time at yeah the other ones you might be banging your head against the wall a little bit but um yeah I, I went there in a really good group of lads um and I think like rugby in, in general in Japan off the back of the win in 2015 against South Africa down in Brighton it was like you know quite a memorable game for for many yeah. um like they they they'd funneled a lot of lot of uh, energy into into rugby and uh and yeah they they are they're they're decent they're a decent team like we had a we had a really good team we stacked full of sort of Japanese internationals but also the likes of like Marika Corbetti Hadley Parks a number of like really up and coming uh players as well so in, instead of like maybe pre 2015ish they were um, sort of recruiting people who might be your 32s. They've done a big in, international career uh, and they want to get their last like year or two out of them and they pay them stacks of money. Now they're recruiting people who are like 23, 24, very decent players, uh, but then can fit into the Japanese system if they stay there for three or five years and they can become Japanese as such. So, um, yeah, the, the, the level of coaching, the level of, of players that is is massively increasing over there um but it, it's still like probably half the teams are decent half of them are pretty average yeah what would you is there any sort of parallels you can draw to like this country you know to maybe you know explain like where is it sort of at is it the same sort of popularity as is it like the same popularity as rugby over here as it is to them yeah, or? I'd, I'd say so yeah yeah um like they have got they support things like sumo wrestling basketball baseball they go nuts for like quite hidden weird weird things you just never really think but i i think with rugby um it's a shame that covid happened just after the world cup uh because um realistically they like as soon as like they, they got good success in the in the world cup yeah uh they ran it a really nice tournament really went down really well with the, with the japanese and they they had heaps and heaps of fans like it was like 20 plus thousand to every game they were and then covid happened um but still because they and then they had like measured things back in so yeah. five thousand five thousand and then you can go to ten thousand whatever but like our final we had thirty five forty thousand so there's a good there's a good following yeah um uh, and most games we were at capacity of what we Was were allowed, allowed yeah. yeah so kind of five and then ten but yeah like there's a there's a healthy enough yeah yeah and, it, and it's it's different structures so it's run by companies so Say Panasonic, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the Tigers. You'd have like Mitsubishi, you'd have Panasonic, you'd have Centuri, you'd have yeah, all sorts NTT comms, like which are. So you'd have it's it's run differently, uh, yeah. And like the in say England, you'd have 
all professional, as in professional being they all got contracts, but they their job is all every day. Yeah. Uh, and then the off days they they rest. Um, in Japan, they've got probably half of them are amateurs, but they train, they play as much as the professionals. But then on the off day, they work basically. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a brilliant system because you know th- they've then got jobs for for life pretty much, and yeah. especially in the Japanese culture. So it's just different. Yeah, it is different. What were the uh, socials like out there? Yeah, a bit a bit, a bit of tarpaulin on the floor, a bit like, and you know, <laughs> and you just don't know what's coming. Yeah. Clear the room, tarp, tarp the floor. Yeah, interesting. They 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 traditionally can't drink that well. They're yeah. not good drinkers. Uh, yeah. They and they love things like highballs, which are like whiskey and, and soda, and uh, like so social and like so, sort of sake and, and, and yeah. things like that. So yeah, they and they've got like these strongs, which are like basically like black currant, but they're nine percent, and they just yeah, they 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 they, they, they enjoy a drink, and um, I think when they have a drink, the sort of like the social rules around it are like you don't really mention stuff in the morning, how yeah, silly yeah. silly you get. Uh, and you do get pretty silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. It's really good, really good. But again, like with COVID, we 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 got to experience a good bit. But like you know, it was probably dulled down a, a touch as well. It's funny you say that. Like me and my old man always talk about British culture because like, yeah. he lives in Indonesia yeah, yeah, yeah. now. He says, "Yeah, we like have read like straight away as soon as you come. Oh, do you want a beer, Jack?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Do you know it's what I mean? Sunny though. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you can't help it. Yeah, it just yeah. brings out in you. So like we've touched on the socials. We touched on um, the rugby. Tell us about how four five came about. Yeah, uh, so two thousand and eighteen. Uh, well, I guess taking it further back, like like I said, with 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 Saris and things, they they really encourage people doing at universities and so on like that. So I, I had a degree. Uh, I did a degree in business, uh, and kind of was like just searching for a little bit. Uh, my the other co-founder was searching for a little bit again. Done a degree, searching for a little bit something else. Uh, and in 2018, WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Association, I'm sure you, as a, as a military, you get, yeah, you, yeah, do you get yeah. tested much? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, it's like completely random. Yeah. So, yeah, it can be like once every six months, yeah. or then you can have like two in a month. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So WADA took CBD, which is a, uh, it's, it's a compound out of out of the hemp or cannabis plant, mm. um, not the THC, which is stuff that gets you high, high. and so on. And also pulls a, a drugs test. So yeah. they took CBD off the banned substances. Uh, and and as a result, like me and Dom start taking it. I got a, a January, in January 2018, I had an ankle operation. Dom had a knee operation in February 2018. So yeah, we, we started taking it. Got got some good use out of it. Good mm. benefit benefits out of it. Uh, and then kind of fast forward, we got like, a good range of supplements, uh, more like your daily essentials, so your fish oils, biotics, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for us, like the, the emphasis is just, and also the shock of like actually when you look into when you get like decent people to look into those products, a lot of it is just good marketing yeah. uh, and pretty crap products. So for us, just trying to do stuff a little bit more, a little bit more, a bit more integrity in terms yeah. of like right, this is a decent product, it's very well formulated, but and we've got to you know the effort goes into marketing it and sort of trying to show why someone should pay a bit more for something that actually works rather than just get fooled by marketing. So so that's like the basis of what we're trying to do. Good good quality supplements for, for active people. Um and yeah, we're in we're in boots. We're going into a large retailer soon in the next month. Um and yeah, enjoying it. It's like for me it's it's running it alongside um rugby. 
Um, also going to Japan gave me a bit more time because you know probably less like leadership meetings, less these these, and mm. also a, a longer off off season gave me a bit more to time to do business bits. But um, yeah, for me it was like right, I either come back and try and push for uh, maybe like a World Cup um, in 2023, or uh, you know take the opportunity I've got so I think for me it was a, it's, it's a healthy way to to bow out at the right time um, yeah. and and pursue something which I'm like unbelievably excited and passionate about would you say that made your retirement a lot easier having something because I'm aware that you maybe did you want to like leave the sport in relatively good yeah Nick yeah like I did a a more of a project on, my, on myself really in terms of like well what do I want from here on in and, and like a large factors like I said was creating as many memories and all that sort of side of it um, but also you know I want to see more family I want to see and the sacrifice of weekends but then I want my body to be in decent enough Nick uh, I want uh, you know what are the opportunities I've got in hand so I did like a, a did like three months or something with with a, a lady who basically does these sort of things sort of planning out what I want in the next 18 months and I found that very useful to then pull the levers of okay well I'm I'm happy to sacrifice this maybe salary now or whatever it is to to then go well in a year's time now I should be in a better place because I I do feel like well I say I say I feel the the data shows that you know there is I'm sure I'm sure it's the same if not worse with the military is that that cliff face of you know being in a routine get everything handled for you like how many circles you probably don't see many circles at all uh, in terms of if you're just in in the military like we are and say rugby your head's down and you're only really socialized and circling and you, you get kind of lose touch with what real life is yeah uh, it's you know everything's fed to you basically not it's not as bad i think in this yeah. like my generation but certainly my dad's yeah. generation yeah yeah because we're a lot more connected now like yeah 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 and especially as blokes it's interesting what you said earlier about you know effective feedback and like having some honest conversation with them do you think they were writing letters to their no, mates no. like no, yeah. you know be like that yeah, yeah. Who's this? Yeah, he must yeah, fancy yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Been, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I see it a lot, maybe with like his peer group. Twenty-two years in the military, leave as regimental sergeant major, and you go mm. from being this mm. up here, some, yeah, to fucking yeah. Nothing. And then, and then, what? What do you do? You, yeah. British culture, we just drink. Yeah, it's really bad. And does that happen a lot in rugby? The guys think they'll last. I know um, Ricky Hatton talks about it, yeah. and, like boxers. And then there's just nothing. Does is it yeah. as common in rugby or? Yeah, and, and that's like there's huge pushes at the moment, and it all ties into like where people's mental health is at the moment. Where you know stuff, all the changes in COVID have let people think about you know different things and so on. I, I have seen a lot more people think, oh, I've actually got to start planning." Um, but the traditional sort of the traditional, if I was a stereotype of rugby player, it would be. Um, like build up through academies, get your first team contracts. You get a, a decent amount of money. They'd probably buy a property or two, uh, think that that's going like, to help them and then like f- for life and then come out not having that secondary thing and then sort of, yeah, not not be ready for it. Uh, and, you know, the, the stats are, I think it's like 60 or 60 or 70%, 65% kind of end up with either mental health issues, bankruptcy, divorce or whatever yeah. it is. You know, so so issues off the back of just not really being prepared, but it also ties in with, you know, if you're doing your, if you're doing like a contract too many, because you know a lot of people will try and sign that last that two year contract at the end of their career where you know they could bag some money and and crack on. If you're doing that and you're injured and you're sore, 
like it's just that's just it's it's hard to to battle through and keep motivated when you're very sore and so on and so those things I think when you like it's just trying to plan to avoid that I think is is the key and and it will work absolutely work for some and it and it won't it really won't work for others um, and I think yeah the more more people can do off field and there's heaps of like the RPA Rugby Players Association clubs at the moment are, are very hot on it you know just trying to prepare for for stuff after did you in during your career did you have any have any bad injuries yeah yeah i've had seven ops so yeah I've, I've, I've been strong around, yeah i've been around like three ankles two i've had like one operation in my life wasn't yeah. even that bad <laughs> yeah 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 uh like it's it is um it's part of it and you can be like you really can be one you know one big injury away from retirement as well so it's it is you do have that but um were any of your injuries sort of on that sort of level no nah, like I mean, this one's quite tidy enough, but like, mainly I had three ankle clear outs or three, like bits of bone floating around in them. I had a wrist, but nothing like, you know, you you do your, your neck or anything. But but then also you've had like, it's just wear and tear. So I'd have maybe eight or nine epidurals in my time. Epidural? What they give the pregnant women? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to help you your, sort your back, but then also it's like some bits up your neck and so on. Like you know, you know what you're getting in for, and it's not yeah. like, and it's yeah. I think every you just a bit. There's definitely a culture of like, yeah, I'm fine type thing, and you you crack on much like there would be in yeah 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 many yeah. many types of walks of life. But I think I think it's it's just I I believe, and in my opinion, you can do that till like you're sort of thirty or so. But if you're if you're doing that till you're thirty five, thirty six, and then you come out with nothing because you've just tried to really extend your career right to the very end, then you come out pretty much falling off that cliff. But also you're fucking sore, and that's like no one like you for me i'm when i when i was least motivated i was just consistently sore so like you're getting up and your ankles are killing you for the first 20 minutes a day like that's when i was least motivated uh and i was i'd say a pretty motivated person throughout my career so mm. it's like yeah you just i don't want that to trickle into my next life basically so that's why a large a large portion of um you know that mixed in with fam more family time more this 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 a big opportunity with four or five so yeah kind of just tied it up um, to to make a decision now rather than in two years' time. Yeah, exactly, mate. No one wants to be fucking walking around in a Zimmer frame, do they? Yeah. Like 36, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, some, something we didn't talk about and something that I, like, really like intrigues me is, is the the Lions. Yeah. Because in football, that would never happen. You know, yeah, it, it yeah, doesn't yeah. happen really. I mean, I know you have the Olympic team, but yeah. for you to come together. And, and what is that experience like? Yeah. So you obviously New Zealand. How was that? And it described that because it's pretty alley, mate. Like yeah. you know, it's yeah. a cool thing. Yeah, it's good. Like, and, and they still kind of respect the, you know, the good piss up before, good couple piss ups during. Yeah. Like they 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 do respect the. We'll talk is, about them in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they do respect like the the social side and that sort of it was more of a touring party than, you know, with with England or with international. You are like you, you can get a couple drinks in, but it is like pretty business like, like as yeah. in you've got a you know like you, you understand the, the the pressures with that it's more of a it is more of a it felt more a bit more like a, a touring side yeah um not quite as much as the barbarians because that was that was loose but um <laughs> it was yeah it was it was it was good balance really good balance and like i don't know like i don't know whether you have it in like you might see people in different i'm, I'm, I'm coming up with Army, army lingo here, yeah. which I could be well off platoons. Yeah, 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 
Right. So you like platoons, troops, companies, yeah. battalions. Battalions, yeah. yeah. So you might see people in there, and you might they might be like the loud life one. You might think he is, a, he looks like a knob. But then actually, when you end up doing an exercise and and you know you gel with them, you oh brilliant. So you get that so much in in even when you go from like club to then playing in England, you yeah. go like oh. Danny K, he's got to be a dick. But then actually, you go and meet, you know. Yeah. And then most people are really nice guys. It's just like you always have that that bit before. Who um, was um Who was that guy that you thought we are not going to get along yeah. on the Lions tour? But then you were actually like, oh, he's actually uh, pretty sound. Probably some of my own teammates at Saris. <laughs> <laughs> Happy with that, mate. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Um, nah, like, nah, you know, you know, there'll be a few characters. Yeah. Got, yeah. But um, but. Like 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 in all walks of life, there's only like a small amount of people who are actually dicks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it, I think the bringing together of that. So you, you some fierce battles. Say like some the Irish team, because we had played them with Leinster in some big finals as well, which pretty much the Irish team at that point. Saris was a lot of the backbone of the England team. Like you'd have played each other a good amount. So say say that or say Pete Mahoney in uh, in uh, in Munster in Ireland like. You know, those types of things, you go, well, there's a good battle there every time. And then actually when you come together, it's like, yeah. It's like you kind of know each other, but you don't really know each other. But then you've got good amount of respect for each other and it's just a lot easier to, to connect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that side was brilliant. Um, you, like you learn heaps on those sort of things as mm-hmm. well. Um, I, I imagine the level is... Yeah, the level's pretty premium. Yeah, yeah. like training, training level, it, it was good. Like it's brilliant because you... You got some very very good players, um, uh, but yeah, that no, was good. Played the first test, played pretty crap, got dropped, and then went on a two week stag do basically. Yeah, so it was yeah, it was <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was it was really good. I got a nice balance of both. Um, so yeah, that no, was good. What were those socials like uh, for the barbarians? Barbars were yeah. interesting. Like it, it is, it was testing me, and like you know, I I, I don't think I can have a beer, but it was testing. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't train till really Friday. Like my first breakfast was on Friday morning. Yeah. Um, so it's it was tough, and and, and actually, it, it, you can really tell when you're playing because I started to cramp up. I never cramp. I started to cramp up at like 55 minutes. I was thinking, what is going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Damn it, those nutri- <laughs> yeah. those nutritionists yeah. know what they're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Damn it, we, yeah. I was trying to make a case for us going on the pistol week, but um, yeah. No, it was it was brilliant. Um, again, at like. I never. I I was looking at France or Japan, um, but the World Cup over there kind of swayed it for me. Yeah. Uh, and but it's, so I never really got to get deep in with a French culture, and a lot of those barbars lads were French, and they again you just a completely different way of doing stuff, uh, and even you can you can see that within a within like a week a week of being with them. So yeah, it was brilliant. Worked out really well. No, awesome. Yeah, I always say drinking culture in the army. I always think is very similar to sort of that mm. like rugby culture. Yeah. But they certainly being the drinking culture in the army. They're trying to sort of change it. They're like they don't squeeze, out squeeze it out a bit, which I think is is wrong. And be interesting hearing your because I look back at my initiation, it was pretty pretty, pretty horrific. Yeah, but I was tough enough, like, and I took it and I enjoyed yeah. it. And, and everyone else had done one before me. So yeah, what, yeah. what do you think about you know the drinking culture? And and I know teams and there are instances where it does does get taken too far. I'll yeah, be the first yeah, one yeah. to say, yeah, that's probably too far. Yeah. Um, but what what do you think? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Um, I think I think it's like you, the thing is <clears throat> you'll get players who who won't really want to drink and they'll feel awkward then having to go for a drink. Yeah. Like if you have like all right, lads, we're having a team social, 
you'll you'll see ones that, that are, and we'll go from uh, you'll start at seven and and you know we'll finish up at ten. But if you want, you can stay longer. Yeah, you'll see heaps that will just on like nine fifty nine. Right, right, we're out of here. Yeah. Uh, which which I think is fine, like crack on. But I think as long as as long as like there's a uh, there is a sort of emphasis that there are people that you know even if they're not drinking or whatever that they're adding to the group. Yeah. Then that's brilliant. Uh, and I think I ju- I just think ultimately if you have a beer, people you know relax a little bit more and you can get a little bit deeper with someone. Yeah. Like I, I that's it's it's very simple way of putting it. That but that's not to caveat that I I don't think you can relax and, and get to know someone properly without a beer. Uh, I think, yeah, some of those initiations probably that we've done over the years are pretty, like, you know, they're, they're pretty outdated now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that's not to say that, I, like, would I do it again? 100%. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll be the first to, one yeah, naked here <laughs> on the bar, mate. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but only because, yeah, I, I think it's just something to laugh about in the morning, you know, and you get a little bit silly and it's a good story. But as, if people didn't want to do it, I'd never think, like, oh, you're, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'd just hope that they'd add, uh, yeah. add to the group just as much as like the guy who gets way too shit faced. Yeah. As long as he doesn't take away from the group, you know, then that's, then that's also acceptable. It's yeah. just, um, yeah, I, I, but I do think it's, it's, it's the, the quickest way I've found to get a group together and to get them to bond quickly. Yeah. You know? No, and I totally agree. I don't, could work there was a guy that didn't drink so we just made him drink like two liters of milk <laughs> full fat he's like oh yeah. don't drink alcohol but i want to take part we were yeah. like good lad yeah, yeah. get that milk down <laughs> yeah. um yeah no and I, I, I agree i think you should turn up the socials and then yeah. if you don't want to stay till four five six in the morning then you can go whenever yeah. um mate that's almost time but i just want to finish the the podcast we're asking you one final question please what if you could give some advice yeah. to a young george cruz what would it be um, for him to tackle life? How, how long, young are we talking? Let's go 19. Yeah. Yeah, go 18, 19. Just starting professional 18. rugby. Um, good question. Really? Uh, side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's it's not good, good Not, not good for radio. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say, uh, I'd say work hard. Um, uh, which I, which I, I think I did. Uh, I'd say plan, but also be flexible, which I think I've done. Um, but I'd say make sure like, yeah, I'd say I probably wasted a few years uh, really obsessing about like just winning or, or like, you know, really wanted to be, get that trophy or whatever. I think, um, I think just trying to encourage to enjoy the, every bit of the journey. Uh Yeah. Like yeah. find ways to do it, find ways to enjoy the journey because I know like sometimes it can be quite hard or if you've got like now with business like, okay, well, we want to maybe exit or merge in three years. That's like, well, this means everything's quite stressed and everything, but find ways to, to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's probably like the kicking challenge. Like the kicking challenge. Yeah. <laughs> that, that took me. Uh, <laughs> that, that was stressful. <laughs> yeah. That was, how long did it take you to do those beanbags? Back in too long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you haven't seen, go on both of our Instagram. There's a kicking challenge and George only agreed to this if I did it. Yeah. It took me, it took me about, uh, so yeah. do you know I had to change boxes? Oh, cause it got so, so I had the C, C, so I had the CB, like I kicked it so many times, it was just like mush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to use the other one, and luckily I managed to get that in like 10 yeah. attempts, so it was no, pretty it's, it's just every time the bin moves a little bit closer. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, no, but- I'd go. Uh, I'd just, I'd go the. Um, I'd, I'd emphasize trying to make memories and 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 enjoy because like don't always fixate on. You know, it's quite easy to go like, oh, well, like, when this happens, it'll be right. When this happens, it'll be right. Or, or like, you put milestones in and you think, oh, you know, I'll, I'll be able to relax then, or I'll be able to, yeah. I'll be successful, or deemed successful then, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I'd say like just fo- focus a bit more on really finding ways to enjoy now. So if it's something you like, if it is like you like going for a beer, then go for a beer. Or yeah. if it's doing yoga or whatever, make sure like you're planting them in instead of saying okay well when i hit this 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 milestone i'll then do that because it, that's just i think that's just the rat race right i think people just get further and further down the line and they've never actually have done what they've wanted to do or they didn't enjoy it as much as they could have so that's that would be my mate my that's advice. a great way to work uh, finish the pod work hard enjoy the journey guys thank you so much for listening george yeah, thank, thank you. you for coming on mate i appreciate it right, if you enjoyed that guys please like subscribe follow All that good stuff really helps grow the podcast. And we'll see you next week for another episode, unless this is the final episode. All right, then we won't see you. (laughs) In which case, edit. Yeah, in which case, edit this out. Right, George, mate, thank you, mate. Really appreciate it, buddy.